it's Mackenzie and this is the Mill Spouse Brief. Happy Friday. I hope you guys are doing wonderful. Do you guys ever have experiences where you're like, okay, I'm going to do this thing and then it kind of gets delayed and then all of a sudden when it happens, you're like, oh my gosh, like this happened for a reason. And it's honestly how I feel about today's episode. So I have been planning it for the last couple of weeks because I feel like it's a big thing that happens in military life and it's something that I feel like is really important to talk about. And I think what's really ironic, I feel like, is that this week I've really honestly struggled with it. And as I've done research for the last couple of weeks about it, it kind of hit me as I was preparing to record today, truly, like, how much it affects me when you don't really realize it. And so that's what today's episode is all about. It's going to be about your identity and your sense of self and how sometimes that can be really hard to have or it can be really easy to lose when being a military spouse. Real quick, kind of want to update you guys about our week. It was pretty good. We had some friends come in town um, on Tuesday that I got to go see. Um, as everybody listening probably knows, the military throws little wrenches in your plans all the time. Um, so Cade was not able to go. He had a night shoot. And so it was just me going out to dinner with them, catching up. But it was really fun and super great to just catch up with old friends. And they've known me ever since I was born. And so it was just wonderful to, they're like the sweetest people ever. And so that was really fun. Kate had Monday off work. And so we got to spend some extra time together then. Um, I guess I'll fill you guys in about my secret. It's pretty new, <laughs> um, and it's still something that we don't even know what's kind of going on. So, long story short, um, it was about like two and a half, three weeks ago. Here, let me look at my planner real quick. Um, so, I believe it was, okay, yeah, so it was Wednesday the 13th. Um, I had counseling, like therapy, and it's in Cade's um like area on base and so I meet with the like family life counselor um, through his unit which I feel like I've talked about but if I haven't and you haven't heard that episode it is one of the best resources I've ever found in my entire life it is so wonderful the girl I go to her name is Becky and we've just been able to talk about so many things that have helped me um, the things I pretty much struggle with the most are just dealing with like stress and controlling my stress and how to like properly channel it and deal with it and she used to be a Marine and then now she's in the Air Force Reserves and honestly being able to talk to her about military life like because I'm trying to go into military life and then her being able to relate to like Cade has given me such a cool dynamic and perspective and so I'm really really grateful for that and it's helped me immensely like I've made so much progress in the last month and so it's been really great so um Depending on Kate's schedule, I try to like to schedule the times I go see her around his lunch so I can at least just see him for like five to ten minutes either before or after his lunch, kind of depending on. And so with Corporal's course, this last couple of weeks has been kind of hard to do that, but that's okay. So I actually got to see him right before I went and saw Becky at 12 on that Wednesday. And so he gets in my car and he's like, let's buy a house. And I'm like, what? <laughs> And he's like, yeah, let, let's buy a house. And I was like, 
babe, what are you talking about? Like, you know, and he's like, so I just had this meeting during Corporal's course. We had this class and there's a group and it's called the Warriors group and Maurice is the broker and Jamarcus is the realtor and we got to buy a house. And Cade will like be the first to admit that he like zones out really easily and every question I asked him, he like had an answer for. And so I was like, oh my gosh, like you really, like, were really paying attention. And he was like, yeah, like babe, like this is really something we got to do. And what's so interesting about that is the Navy has been this whole thing. And another update, sorry, if you know anything about me, this is how I tell a story and this is how my life is. The board met on Monday, no clue how it went. And they told me I should know within two weeks to three months. So lovely time frame <laughs> but I'm trying really hard to just give it to God and not worry about it the decisions made and I feel really good about it and I hope that I got in but it's out of my control and so I'm just waiting for an answer so back to the story we've been trying to figure out where he would go if I got in and went to OCS and then my MOS school is three months after OCS in Maryland so it's about a six month period and so we've been trying to figure out where Cade would go if I got in and where he would stay and all this kind of stuff and it's been hard just to know what the right decision would be if I do get in and like where Cade should go and so I've been praying about it a lot and so he gets in the car and he's telling me all these things and I was like but babe, like we're leaving. And he's like, I know, but with the VA loan. And so he starts telling me all about the VA loan, which I think I want to do like an episode about and talk about like in detail the process, especially if we get the house, um, if we get a house, excuse me, I feel like talking through the whole process would be really valuable. But Basically, like, the VA loan is wonderful, and you're able to stay, like, to buy a house because you can't buy it strictly for a rental property or, like, a vacation home. So it has to be your main place of, like, residency for, like, 270 days or a little bit longer. It's, like, seven, eight months. And then you're able to, like, refinance and rent it out if you want. And so he's like, I could stay there because technically we'll be here for even longer than a year if I get in because I'll get BAH while I'm there and so all this kind of stuff. And so I was like, okay, okay, I'm listening, I'm listening. And truthfully, I think what made me so happy was Kate has really been struggling trying to figure out what he wants to do since he doesn't really want to stay in the Marine Corps. And this was the first time in a while that I saw just purely this light inside of him just light up. And he was just so happy and excited. And it was truly like the most heartwarming thing to like see him so excited about it and to like be able to want to learn more about it and I was definitely skeptical and I feel like I still am but truly it was cool to just see him so excited about something and it opened up this door to all of these opportunities for him to just learn about and so I just I'm forever grateful that he had that class during corporal's course so back to my story He's like, um, I wrote down my number for the guy to call me. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So I start looking into it and finding out the details, you know. And then Jamarcus calls us and is like, hey, I'd love to meet with you. He's a retired first sergeant. And now he's a realtor and he works with this group. And he's like, let's go out to dinner on Friday and we can, like, bring all your questions. Let's do it. 
So we go to Cheesecake Factory on Friday and we meet with him and y'all like he's amazing like literally amazing um, He answers all of our questions and he's like, hey, this is my lender to get pre-approved You reach out to him. He's like we have a deal. He has to call you back in 24 hours and he doesn't I won't use him anymore Safe to say Dana called us in 30 minutes <laughs> Dana is the lender so Dana calls us and he's like, okay, this is all the information, fill out all these paperwork, and we'll get back to you. So I'm like, okay, sounds good, great. And now we got pre-approved, and so now we've been house hunting. So that's our secret. Um, I won't go too much farther into it um, until we kind of have all the details, and then I can do kind of like a step-by-step -step process. But that's what I've spent this last week doing. We went and saw a house on Friday, Saturday two on or one on Tuesday and two on Wednesday um we have an offer in and hopefully they take it um, but if not we'll keep searching um we really liked the one yesterday the second house that we saw um but I guess I and I this is something I learned which I'll talk about if we do end up doing another episode about it but um if you put an offer in and like house a and then you kind of don't hear from them and you go and put an offer in and house D, whatever offer comes back like first, you have to take. So like when you put an offer in, it's like kind of like contractual binding, which maybe that's like common knowledge and I just didn't realize that. But I thought that it's kind of like if they like it, then you're going to be like, yeah, I want to move forward with this. But it's like, no, if you put an offer in and they take it like boom, like this is, this train is rolling. And I'm like, oh, wow. So that's why we're not putting in a bunch of offers to a bunch of different places. Um, but it's been kind of crazy. And I feel like change is another reason, like why I feel like I go to therapy to like talk about change and stress and how to manage it properly. And so it's definitely something that's been a lot this week for me. But I'm grateful for the opportunity just to learn. Worst case scenario, if we don't end up buying a house, we still have a house here on base. And if anything, we're just learning a lot of information um, for the future because the VA loan is really great. And so I'm just hopeful and excited and I'll keep you guys kind of updated on that piece of information. All right, so that was kind of a long intro about our update, but I'm really excited about the home buying process and I will continue to keep you updated. Um, so with this week's episode, it's going to be about kind of your identity, your sense of self and how it's kind of really hard to have an identity and you can feel like you can lose your sense of self while being a military spouse. So first off, the reasons why I feel like this is so hard or why so many military spouses struggle with this is because of the constantly frequent moves that you have to do. Typically, it's anywhere from two to four years within that time frame that you move, depending on your orders and depending on your spouse's assignment and what their job is. But constantly you're moving. And so I feel like that is the number one reason it's really hard to have a sense of identity because the moves are not up to the spouse or even just kind of the couple. It's, it's up to the military. So you have really no choice about the moves or where you go most of the time. The next thing I think that causes this problem or that this struggle is the career changes. You're constantly having to change jobs and it's not like, oh, I'm staying in the same area, but I got offered a better job opportunity with a different company. You're changing because you're moving to another state or country. And so I think that can be hard on a resume as well. Um, I believe there's laws out there protecting you from like 
like fairly getting a job, but I know that it can be hard to have a resume that constantly changes and let alone get in a career when you have a spouse that has such a demanding career as it is. The military has deployments and field exercises and crazy hours that having a career while balancing and supporting your spouse and theirs can be really demanding as well. Separation doesn't make it easy. I think it's hard to be separated from your spouse, whether that's on deployments or your family and your loved ones if you're not living close to home. And so I think that can leave another sense of or lacking sense of self or identity because so many things change and you might cling on to an idea that's no longer because you're not home, you're not by your family, you're not with your spouse, you know? And then I think this is another reason why the identity and the sense of self is kind of a big thing is you're called a dependent because for medical and all these things, like you are the service member's dependent. But I think that stereotypes in society has kind of created this whole like, well, because you're the dependent, it means you have to depend on your service member. And in fact, you do depend on them for certain things. But I think it has created this underlying stereotype or feel that we have to depend on them for everything and we can't have a sense of self. And I think that can be really hard. That is a reason why last episode I talked about the night the night and the morning routines because sometimes the military can feel like it's controlling your whole life. And I have found that when I try and keep my night and morning routine really set, no matter what's happening with Kate's job, it's something that I can rely on so that I feel like I'm in control and I have my identity in that type thing. So I'm focused on what I'm doing in the morning and night to bet, to make me the best wife and to make me the best sister and daughter and friend versus just letting everything be decided by the military. And so I think because you have the frequent moves and the hard career change. And on top of that, it's hard to even get a career, specifically if you have children, because you cannot rely on your service member to do a lot with the kids because of how demanding their job can be, that sometimes it's not even feasible to get a job. And not saying that being a stay-at-home mom isn't a job, but a job outside the home can sometimes be really hard to do because you are needed within the home. And I think that creates a whole nother set of issues and hardships because being a stay-at-home parent is so hard and it probably is really hard to do it alone half the time. And so I think that's why there are so many times that you have this problem of identity and a sense of self. While I was working on the podcast and trying to do all this research, a lot of times that, and because I'm not a parent yet, I don't feel like I'm educated enough to talk a lot about it. So this is like a resource I found and it was just a story I read. And it was just about how this mom feels like she has no identity because she's a military spouse, but she doesn't have a career. She's a stay-at-home mom. And that when she's like in groups, it's hard to talk about things because people are like, oh, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I'm a stay-at-home mom. And then it's either like about the kids or her husband. Like there's nothing for her to talk about about her life because her life is being a military spouse and taking care of her kids. When there's nothing wrong with that. She just explained that it's hard to like have certain conversations because what is there to talk about because we focus so much on what do you do? What do you do in your free time? I mean, it's like the number one question we ask anybody that's we've never met before. We're like, so what do you do? What's your job? 
And so when your job is taking care of kids and people have a certain connotation to that, I feel like that can be very, very hard. So something that I feel like is really common that also I feel like creates this identity crisis and this sense of self and this lost sense of self and things like that is also that during deployment, a lot of times the spouse is forgotten about. And I don't want this to come across as being inconsiderate to the service members that are serving our country and risking their life. It was just a very interesting viewpoint um, that I saw and I thought it was interesting to think about, so I figured I would at least just talk about it. And so basically, the gist of it is a lot of times when someone's deployed, everyone constantly asks about the service member, as they should. And it's, it's not about this never ask about the service member, but it's this whole reality and truth that the military spouse is at home taking care of everything. She lost, she as in me, but like when your spouse is deployed, you no longer have them to kind of carry on half of the work that happens at home. And if you have children, parent the children and help the children. And so something that I think that can create this identity crisis is that you also have people really concerned about your significant other and your your service member which as they should be but as a spouse you're going through so much as well that sometimes is forgotten about and so it kind of can make you feel like well my spouse is all that matters or my spouse's job is all the only thing that matters when while it is very important and their job and how they feel on deployment matters it's also hard to feel forgotten about and so I think that's another thing is there is a lot of times where you're focused on the service member and them coming home and them being deployed, but they also have family members at home trying to get through that deployment. Um, And so I thought it was just something to think about. Um, And for me, it's a good reminder that when I'm asking my friends and family that have members that are deployed to not just ask about the service member, but to also ask about how they're doing. And it's something that I need to get better at doing as well. And so I really just appreciated that reminder. So something that I feel like was really interesting um, when it talked of kind of about when I said like that we're called a dependent is that most of the time everything is kind of pushed into the referred to in like kind of relation to your service member or to like their career. You know, it's like I'm Kate's wife, I'm a military spouse or, you know, things like that. And While I don't think that that is a bad thing, I can understand how people have this lost identity because you're their dependent, you're their spouse, you're, you know, that kind of thing. And you don't kind of realize it, I feel like, until you take a step back and you look at, like, how we talk or how we refer to things, that for me it was really interesting to be like, oh my gosh, yeah, like, that is something that we don't say like, oh, and what do you do? Or or I guess that's even half the problem, but that you're always referred to into relation to them. And so you can kind of lose that identity and sense of self because all of a sudden all you know, are known as is a military spouse or all you're known as is relation to your service member. I'm Culver's wife. Oh, that's Cade's wife, you know, and things like that. And so I thought it was just interesting to like think about and realize kind of how we view things and why so many military spouses can struggle with this identity and this sense of self, you know? And so I think it's really interesting when you think about what can we do to fix this and how can we have a sense of identity and what can we do to have 
that find our sense of self, you know? A lot of times I think people will comment and make posts about how, like, before they got married and moved to wherever their service member was stationed, they had all these things and they did all these things. And I think that was my my push to be like, well, you can still do all those things. And so I tried to compile a list of things that I thought were really important to, like, help gain the identity or the sense of self or things that I have done that have helped me since moving to California And so I figured I would just kind of go into detail and talk about those. So if you haven't already, listen to the morning and night routine. That is something that's really helped me just make my day focus on the things that I need to do and the things that are important to me. And it's something that I've really come to grow and enjoy and love is doing my morning and night routine. The next is like a job and a side hustle. I feel like this is something that I have seen so much since I've come to California and it's truly amazing. So one of the things like we talked about how it's really hard to have a career, sorry my phone is like blowing up, um, is that creating a career that works with military life can be really hard and Camp Pendleton is like freaking amazing at showing that it's so easy to find a job hustle or a side hustle because it's how, okay sorry, I want to say that it's so easy. I want to say that Camp Pendleton has shown you that you can have success doing these job and side hustles and that it's really worth it and you should check it out. So some of these things, and I've talked a lot about them before, is if you're a personal trainer, you can do workout classes. I go to one myself, Holy You Fitness, I talk about all the time. And if you've yet to sign up for her newsletter or anything that she does, please check out her page. Katie is the best ever. Um, actually what I'll talk about right now is that we have come up and we've created a 2022 planner, which I'm so excited about. If you want the details, just let me know. It's a planner, but it also has a lot of like fitness related things. It has an area for you to grocery shop, like have a grocery list and create all your meals and has a place for like measurements. If you're trying to like kind of watch your, not like weight because it's, it's not weighing yourself. It's like measuring your arms and your legs and your waist and your stomach and your chest and things like that. Um, and then a bunch of like goals and how to kind of stick to them and all this kind of stuff. Like I love it. So if you want to know anything more about that, you just let me know. But so like you have, if you're a personal trainer, you can do workout classes. The esthetician I go to, T, who is on the podcast, she does facials and spray tans and waxing out of her house. Um, I've gone to a military spouse that does massages. I've gone to a military spouse that does meals. I have another one that I know cleans houses for when people move out or just want like a weekly, monthly cleaning. There are so many things that you're able to do. And that's one of the coolest things about the military community is that there's so many of us and Literally, this lady's like, I'll use the massage for an example. She posted on the wives page, which is just a Facebook page for military spouses. Well, there's a wives and a spouse page, but she posted on one of them kind of like anonymously and said like, hey, um, I have my like degree or certification in masseuse or massaging, whatever. I'm really uneducated about the verbiage of that. So sorry. But Like, is anybody be interested? And, like, I want to say, like, 25 freaking people commented, like, heck yeah. So then she messaged every single one of us individually and was like, hi, my name is yada, yada, yada. I made the post about the massages. These are my prices. This is my availability. Like, please let me know if you want to set something up. 
bada bing bada boom like I got a massage and it was awesome and it was out of her house I didn't have to leave base like it was so easy and so I think that's the coolest thing is like you can really create this community by doing things and you can do things out of your house um I have a friend that makes and has a little like dessert sweet shop and she sells like drinks and snacks and cakes and cookies and all these kind of things out of her house that's like very popular and so there's so many things that you can do as a side hustle and a job to like give you that identity and that sense of self, but also be able to still be at home whether or not you have kids and be supportive of your spouse during their kind of crazy schedule depending on their job. And so it's really something that I'm like amazed at how creative military spouses can be and how they can find these jobs and side hustles. And so it would be my biggest advice to anybody really struggling is to find something that they enjoy. Tying into that is like a hobby. So whether or not it brings money in or not, something that just you enjoy that is important to you that you're able to do and take time and focus on, I think really helps um, whether that's knitting or sewing or calligraphy, which is another one you can totally make so much money on, like making banners and signs for homecomings, like bada bing, bada boom. I wish I was so creative with that. That's like my one wish. If I could freaking do calligraphy well, I would like so do it and I'd do it all over my house. But so there's so many things that you can learn and maybe your hobby is cooking and you can turn it into a side hustle or maybe it's just a hobby. Um, photography is a huge one and it's both hobby and job um and it's something that i've seen military spouses have so much success in because one pictures need to be taken all the time whether it's homecomings or weddings or just family pictures and then you're able to take your clientele and they're able to talk and it's something that i'm like i wish i was good at photography as well I, you know i wish i was good at a lot of things um but uh i definitely think photography is one of them that it's like a plus so smart so amazing and then normally you can kind of get on pages if you find out where your service member is stationed next and start building up a clientele. And I totally suggest it and love all the photographers that I know here. My next advice is with school. Um, I have found a lot of success with online school. Um, I was really lucky that I started online school before the pandemic. Now I feel like it's really popular because of everything that happened with the pandemic. But it was a really, really big blessing for me. I worked full-time while I went to school, and so I did a lot of my homework on the plane when I was traveling to different states, and it was a really big blessing because then I was able to come out here. I think a lot of times people that have struggles with school are trying to figure out how to do it um, or keep their credits when they have to move or if they want to be with their service member, and so online school would be a really big suggestion of mine. On top of that, there are so many grants and scholarships and schools out there that help military spouses so that you can have an education if that's something that's important to you and I think that also allows you to create a sense of identity and self and learn more about different things that would be interesting to you. The next kind of ties into that as well is with resources. Um, like I talked about earlier with um, the therapy, the the counseling sessions that's through Cade's unit and that's really helped me um the scholarships spouse events spouse pages like for your unit those are things that I think are really important and vital to use um I talked about it I think a couple weeks when I explained that I met Becky but I met her at a spouse breakfast and I never go to those and I was so grateful that I did one because I was able to meet her but it was so fun and I think sometimes 
there can be a stereotype like we talked about. And so my advice would be to just try it out. Just see if you can enjoy it and if you end up liking it because it's so... If you can find a good group of girls, it really does change so much. Which goes into my next thing, which is mingle. The podcast has truly helped me so much be able to make friends and meet new people. Um, Like I would say 10 of my new friends that I have here in California are all of them are from the podcast. It's really helped me meet people and create those friendships. And it's something that I will forever be grateful for, whether or not I do this podcast long term, knowing that this was exactly what I needed to do when it came to being in California is something I'm grateful for. But no, definitely try and meet people. And I haven't ever done this, but I see it really common on the spouse page where people will like kind of do introductions for themselves and then they'll be like, let me know if you sound like this, you know, like they'll kind of talk about how many kids they have or what they're into or how old they are, where they're from. Um, I've heard mixed things about people meeting really great people and it kind of being a drama fest. So I would just try it out. Worst case scenario, you just don't talk to those people. But that's the thing about most military bases, whether you live on base or off base, is that there's a lot of people close by that know exactly what you're going through. And I think that's why so many people talk about trying to create military friends is because you really know what each other are going through. And I feel like that's really important um, because it's hard when you go through different things, specifically like deployments and field exercises and if they have trainings and everything like that. Something that really helped me meet a lot of friends beside the podcast was going to these workout classes. Whether or not it's at somebody's house or if you go to the gym on base or you go walking or running with somebody, it's really, really wonderful to meet military spouses. I love my morning workouts. Anybody listening that's on Camp Pendleton, come to my morning workouts with me. They're with Katie and Holy Youth Fitness and hands down the best thing ever it's the best workout plus you get to meet a bunch of awesome girls and there's a couple guys that come sometimes too and really just create such good friendships and bonds and I I love it and then the last thing I would be was just like yeah if you meet someone and you're kind of testing the waters go go get coffee go on a walk go catch some lunch or some breakfast or some brunch or some dinner I don't know anything you want to do but do those meetups and worst case scenario you walk away going it was really nice to meet you but we just don't click um truthfully I feel like you'd be surprised at how many times you will click with someone military life has a great way of bringing you close to people because you guys experience so many of the same things and it's awesome to be able to have someone to talk to that knows exactly what you're going through To close, I feel like being a military spouse can be hard sometimes, but it also is super wonderful. And I think it's just really important to state that having an identity and a sense of self is something that will help you succeed. It will help your marriage go better. And it's something that's really helped me trying to focus on it. Um, Like I started stated earlier, I feel like this week I've kind of been struggling with like yeah what is my identity what's my sense of self I think what's not helping is I don't know about the navy um because that's gonna really change who I am (laughs) but it's been really ironic to kind of have to do all the research for this podcast this week and it's honestly helped me out because I need to take my own advice and make sure that I'm reaching out to people and talking to people and staying busy especially when Kate has busy things going on and I think my last reminder is just that like you're all 
always going to have hard days and some things aren't always going to go your way. And so I think it's just really important to keep trying. Don't let one awkward coffee meetup or one bad friendship or one bad interaction or even one bad base um, stop you from trying to meet new people. If you close yourself off, you're really missing wonderful people and blessings in your life. And so it's something that I'm really grateful why I've had this podcast. And I'm grateful for the people that listen and reach out and message me after the episodes or even during them and talk about what they like. Um, it truly is something that matters a lot to me. I'm really excited um, to continue this season and talk a little bit more about military um, life and different things that I go through specifically as a military spouse. I hope you have enjoyed getting to know me even more and I will catch you next Friday.